Late last year, Russia used an anti-satellite weapon to destroy one of its own satellites, creating debris that prompted astronauts and cosmonauts on the International Space Station to shelter in place. In the 21st century, the United States, China, and India have also conducted debris-producing anti-satellite activities. The proliferation of anti-satellite weapons, coupled with growing concern about the potential for conflict in space, have once again placed a spotlight on space arms control as diplomats, defense officials, and policymakers struggle to find a way to promote stability in space. While space security has only become a more central issue recently, concerns about conflict in space are not new at all. To better understand why space has increasingly become a domain of insecurity, we must travel back in time to the Cold War. Studying the lessons from this period is essential for formulating more effective policy aimed at promoting stability in space today. In 1967, the United States and the Soviet Union, along with many other countries, signed the Outer Space Treaty that prohibited the deployment of weapons of mass destruction in space, among other stipulations. It did not, however, ban the development of weapons that could be used to attack satellites or even the placement of non-nuclear weapons in space. Beginning in the early 1960s, the United States became significantly dependent on satellites for intelligence gathering. Consequently, the U.S. government sought to establish that carrying out observations from space was indeed legal. The United States and the Soviet Union recognized the legitimacy of satellite reconnaissance with the signing of the Strategic Arms Limitation Treaty and Anti-Ballistic Missile Treaty in 1972. Both agreements specifically relied on national technical means, a euphemism for reconnaissance satellites, for verification. These arms control agreements included a provision that the signatories would not interfere with each other's national technical means. The space security situation began to deteriorate in 1975 when the Soviet Union entered into the most intensive phase of anti-satellite weapons testing since 1968. Prior to this, Moscow had ceased testing, but as detente began to falter, it reinvigorated anti-satellite weapons development. Due to this situation, Gerald Ford asked American physicist Solomon Buxbaum to lead a review of U.S. national security space policy. Buxbaum highlighted the reality that the United States and the Soviet Union were increasingly using space systems to support tactical military operations and that satellites would become important targets in wartime. Due to this situation, Buxbaum concluded that treating space as a sanctuary was neither enforceable nor verifiable. He recommended that Ford approve a new anti-satellite weapons program that would include a missile system that could kinetically destroy Soviet satellites in low Earth orbit, so up to an altitude of about 1,200 miles, in addition to a non-kinetic electronic warfare system that could interfere with satellite command and control links without physically destroying the target satellite. In light of these recommendations, Ford approved a new anti-satellite program in his final 48 hours in office. President Jimmy Carter viewed anti-satellite weapons as a threat to his objective of securing a new SALT agreement with the Soviet Union that would depend on satellites for verification. Consequently, he froze the development of an anti-satellite weapons program and made overtures to Moscow about beginning a series of talks to limit anti-satellite capabilities. Ultimately, the United States and the Soviet Union went through multiple rounds of talks concerning limits on anti-satellite weapons, but the two parties could not even agree to a comprehensive definition of what constituted an anti-satellite. Carter directed the Department of Defense to move forward with anti-satellite weapons development to place greater pressure on Moscow to agree to limits on anti-satellites. The president was willing to consider constraints on behaviors, such as anti-satellite weapons testing in space, as an intermediate step on the way to complete bans on anti-satellite technologies. 
Ultimately, however, after the Soviet Union invaded Afghanistan in 1979, the talks fell apart. When Ronald Reagan came into office, he viewed space as a domain of more direct military competition. He identified the American Anti-Satellite Weapons Program as a necessary tool of deterrence and a means of denying the Soviet Union access to space in wartime. In 1983, he announced what would become the Strategic Defense Initiative, a research program for land and space-based missile defense technologies. The Strategic Defense Initiative generated greater anxiety about an arms race in space. Shortly after Reagan announced the controversial program, the Soviet Union pushed for limits on what Moscow called space strike weapons, which included both anti-satellite weapons and space-based missile defense. Because anti-satellite weapons and space-based missile defense relied on many of the same technologies, limits on one would have constrained the other. In the nuclear and space talks, the primary forum for superpower arms control negotiations, disagreements about the future of military activities in space became a significant source of tension. The Soviet Union wanted the United States to agree to abide by the 1972 ABM treaty that prohibited the development and deployment of space-based missile defenses. Reagan refused, however, to accept any formal limits on the Strategic Defense Initiative. Ultimately, the superpowers were able to agree to significant nuclear weapons reductions, but space issues were left fundamentally unresolved. Although senior U.S. and European officials were interested in negotiating rules of the road for space, no formal agreements were made. After the Cold War ended, space security was no longer a central issue, but lack of progress in the space component of the nuclear and space talks contributed to the current lack of binding norms in space today.